Ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and I got my main man, BJ, here with us tonight. What's happening? All good, man. It's another blessed day. We're less ready to go. What's that, a NASA shirt right there? Oh, Trying yeah. To got to represent, baby. There it is. How you represent NASA? You know somebody in NASA? Nah, man. It's always been one of my things, like, always support. Like, when I'm watching anything nowadays, it's either... The Science Channel, mm-hmm. History Channel, or cartoons, man. And also, I didn't even know. Um, they set up another rocket this morning from Cape Canaveral, so it's right on time. I didn't even know it till later on this afternoon. They still shoot sending up rockets? I thought it was it. Man, there's no. <laughs> well, they're shooting from Cape Canaveral. So this one may have, I, I didn't get the full details. This may have been part of SpaceX as well, uh, which is um, Tesla, man. Um, yeah, they trying um, to get, get people up there. Yeah, but I, I can't remember which company because I caught it on the tail end passing through the barbershop on the news. Um, but we were there and just saw it real quick. I was like, it's right on time. Representing that, baby. But they're shooting, they're launching it from it. And also, I saw an update. Um, a girl we went to school with in two, 2003 to 2007. She was there. Um, she's got a promotion at NASA. So they, they're making stuff happen behind the scene. They ain't totally gone off the scene, man. They're doing some stuff. Oh, okay. Easy, cool. easy. And we got the ghost. My man, man coming off a sabbatical. Ooh. Mike D, what's happening? <laughs> I wish it was sabbatical. Sabbatical <laughs> where you disappear and you work all the time. That's what that is, a sabbatical where you disappear and you have vacation. I'm on the work side, not the vacation side. It look like you vacationing, bro. You see the bong up there, ladies and gentlemen? My dog been on. That's a, uh, a drink thing, no bongs. Oh, oh, okay. So you know, you doing you at high school? I mean, the college, college kids, not high yeah. school. Scratch that. You're high school, no bar, no, no hookah around here, no hookah bars. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, welcome back, Mike. We missed you, man. We know you've yeah. been gone doing amazing things. We uh had the community cup last week. Heard it was an amazing turnout, man. So we trying to get your take on that, man, and the experience. Uh, one of the things that we gotta hit on. Um, and I really want you to focus in on that is getting out there and getting it done. You know what I'm saying? Having the event because this has been ongoing for at least two years, right? Uh, three, actually. In total, from thought process to implementation, uh, mm-hmm. 19. And when we – it actually happened. So mobilization was last week. You had three different events over the course of three or four days, I believe. Mm-hmm. And even when you got to mobilization and execution, was everything in place? No. Um, and it still is kind of moving because we're continuing with stuff, but even like up to the day of and thinking through things that you want to add, it was always a movement of thought of people of trying to figure out what to do better, making arrangements for rain and what's outdoors and what's up next. Uh, wondering if folks gonna call you back if they actually got the text. It, it was uh, it was it was stressful to where it literally uh, physically showed uh, the thing that kind of was the theme throughout the week was blood pressure. <laughs> Mike's blood pressure. To, uh, you got to tell that story, man. You got to. Incidentally, I got the scrubs on because I'm <laughs> I'm still on blood pressure monitoring, folks, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, but the whole idea is to make sure that we try and reduce health disparities and kind of get youth engaged and things that parents, families, more, can, more opportunities, the more adults that are engaged in kids' lives and the healthier that the people are, then your community grows. So we had a variety of events. The baseball clinic was the eighth. It was awesome. It was with the Sports Commission, Greater Cleveland Sports Commission, Cleveland Indians. We had it at Historic League Park. It was part of the first pitch of the summer festival where uh, they actually threw the ball out towards the end of the clinic. Uh, they had the ball was thrown from the mound where we had the clinic by Carlos Mayerga, former Indians player. Um, he threw it to kind of tossed it maybe about 10 or so feet to the next person. And then for a total of about 1,200 volunteers, end up tossing that same ball literally throughout the streets of downtown Cleveland, and it ended up being the first pitch of the Yankees game that night. Awesome. So it was cool. So we had about 100 kids that were out from about 8 to about 13. Um, and so we started at 10. It might have been about 15 kids that showed up, You're kind of looking around. The festival hadn't started yet on the other side of the field. But just like as a point of aesthetic, just literally like this is the second best field in all of Cleveland next to the Indians field. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was refurbished by the Indians. They put in about two to three million dollars into it. Beautiful turf, beautiful bleachers. The Indians used to play there. Negro League used to play there. Like mm-hmm. deep field, high walls all gates in the middle of the hood. And now one kid from the hood is allowed to participate on this field without somebody giving them a permit. They got a little bitty field on the side that's all dirt with no baseball. Oh, man. <laughs> For the neighborhood kids that run around when they want to play baseball. So it was kind of their first time getting inside. Uh, we broke up in the stations. By the time we got to the second station, there was about 45 kids. I looked up for the third station. I was like, man, where are these kids coming from? <laughs> they slept in that morning. They slept in. We got the good yeah. field today, baby. Right. We home. Let's go. It was parents. I looked up. The cops was taking off daily little stuff and getting everything. Kind of get like, hey, let's play a game. Uh, so we ended up having all the kids play. Um, they ended up playing the adults and the instructors. So we got pictures with the cops playing with the kids, which was cool. Because it was a prime neighborhood. Um, and even some of the things that start going like through some of the stations, the cops start teaching them how to hold the bag, you know, hit it here, hit it there. It was a real cool day. That was led by the, uh, followed by the pitch and kind of moving that throughout the city. So we got a chance to talk to the Indians brass. They were real excited because this is the first time that they were able to actually see the youth from the community using this field. So we're building on How long have you been? How long has it been? Field's been there probably brand new, maybe the last five years, maybe four. Uh, but it's been there forever. Like, this is literally the field where the well, Indians refurbished in after they yeah. put the work in five years. Yeah. This is the first time um, the community has actually used the uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to go on there. Uh, I think uh, the first clinic the Lifeline did was 2015. Uh, mm-hmm. They haven't had one pretty much there since then. Most of the RBI stuff is done is done at the city parks. So they very rarely use this field. Um, then we kind of moved from there into the library, was able to do some more health resources, um, handing out clothes, shoes, health screenings, insurance for people on the west side in Parma, completely different community. Um, then brought it all back for the family event that we had at Warrensville High School. We had the bouncy houses outside, the food trucks. And it rained like crazy, but at every event, there is the health screenings. 
first event, lady comes up, she drops her kid off. She's like, yeah, I got to go to the grocery store. I'm like, no, nah, you need to go get your health scan. Hey, I got to go to the grocery store. Like, look, it's going to take you like five minutes. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. You'll be all right. You know, come back. Me and her son get ready to play catch. She's like, hey, thank you. Like, what? They said my blood pressure was high. Like, I need to sit down for a minute. <laughs> like, all right, we'll see. Yeah, you need to. So this is Saturday. So events kind of go. Ian comes in Tuesday. Uh, Mr. Clark, who everybody met, he came in on Monday. So Shout out, GC Clark. Right, we got a chance to hang out with him. <laughs> My um, dog had y'all hanging out. Right. Though. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, that was awesome. Uh, so interesting, even Ian and Scott, like they both are familiar with Cleveland. Right. So like, I'm taking them around. He's like, hey, take me down. I need to see Carnegie. I mean, I remember the, the red carpet lounge. So I know like all these places, showing them around, showing them where we had the clinic, showing them where I grew up kind of giving him a feel of like what the network is like and all the places that are connected through the community club. So next day, same thing, taking E around. So we get to the library, same conversation, people coming in, like, make sure you get your health screen. Make sure you get your health screen. Make sure George Clark go over there, come back. Like, how you do? You're like, ah, yeah, 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 what I thought. Like, all right. So he is fresh on, he's Ronnie. Like, I need to get back to my desk. Like, look, man, like, you know, you need to go get your health screen. We can move the conversation over there. 15 minutes, you'll be all right. I've been dying here for a couple of ah, 15 minutes. So we still talking around. He come walking back, say, how'd it go? And he give me a look, put his hands on his hips, like, uh. So everybody I sent over there has come back with this look, like, thank you for sending me over there. All right. Thank you for saving my life. That's three lives saved, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, actually four, because Juan mentioned the time that he said, by the way, tell Didi thank you for saving my dad's life, because he thought he was having a heart attack during the baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talking about the so water thing. He was putting the lemon powder inside of his water, and she said that causes your heart rate to speed up, so that's probably why you feel like you've been running out there. Just drink the water. Don't put the lemon stuff in it no more. You'll be all right. So he felt better after that. She was like, tell her thank you for saving my life. I felt like I was going to die out there on the field. So that's four. So I'm like, all right, well, it's my turn. You know, I go. So I sit down. The nurse comes up, put the club on. She's like, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? I'm fine. Like, oh, yeah, this is your event. Like, yeah, like, it's real nice. Like, okay. She's like, yeah, don't worry. You know, it's just electronic blood pressure. Hmm. Like, what you hmm about? Hmm. Don't worry about it. Let me just take this manually. Take the electronic <laughs> one off. So they go from the electronic. <laughs> now, the electronic already. Right. The electronic is already not the most accurate, but you know, they, they specifically said, okay, let me throw that out. Let me yeah, get this yeah. manual. Yeah, we're going to go to the manual one because, you know, sometimes when there's noise and all the extra stuff around, it, it picks up on some other stuff. Right, right, right. Because the manually one is the first thing out of her mouth is, you feel okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? She's like, what's this a little high? You want 54 over 94, and the other one came out. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, folks. Then she starts showing the thing on the, like, well, here's your chart. This is where you at. Some people will say that this is, you know, hypertension, but, you know, it's a bit. So I'll be at the high school tomorrow. I'm going to check you first thing in the morning. So she leaves. The lady community health worker, Didi, comes over like, what happened? She's showing the thing, and they all look at me like, you sure you're okay? Get some water. Sit down. You need to eat. Like, oh, so we go through Wednesday. First thing, Thursday morning, everybody. The, uh, Tracy, who's the uh, paramedic, she does the EKG. Didi, community health worker, nurse, Dr. T. Sit down. <clears throat> Take your blood pressure. All right. You all right? Yeah. You relaxing? I'm relaxing. She puts the thing on, and immediately everybody just stops. Looks down the thing. It's like, uh, yeah, we, we got a problem here. 
Like, what is it? She's like, it's 164 over 103. Oh, like that, 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 that don't sound bad. Yeah, that, that's that Ruben sandwich talking to you. That's <laughs> Thank you. Ruben. You said they told him to get him something to eat. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to my sandwich shop down the street. We're going to post a picture of this sandwich, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he, he got one. He was, a, he was absolutely impressed. It's, yeah, uh, I bet. I bet his heart hated all $18. All $18 in the way. That, that sandwich should last like a week. In anybody's so, uh, house, he had it in he had it in one car ride. So actually, two <laughs> car rides. I take that back. We had a meeting in between. So now they like, all right, well, we got to this 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 is getting concerned and I wait. Did you drink coffee? Yes. Okay, that could be an issue, but still, it's not supposed to be that high. So the nurse specifically leaves instructions that before I leave Thursday, they're to take my blood pressure again, and they are also to take it before I go back home. I don't go back home till Saturday. So now I got required blood pressure screening Thursday afternoon, <laughs> Friday during the day, and sometimes Saturday before I leave. And the lowest that it got was 154, if I want to say like over 90-something. So it was required that once I got back to go to the doctor on Monday and text the nurse the blood pressure reading, which came out to be 134 over 86. So uh-huh. although it is better, uh, I understand it is still high. Yeah. So that's kind of the benefit, even like unbeknownst to me, thinking I'm setting this thing up for everybody else. I'm the one that's in the doctor with the continual checkups to go back this Monday and next Monday. And if need be, change the diet, kind of all of that. So all of that kind of was just the stressful part. But just being able to highlight and showcase home and kind of what goes on in Cleveland and kind of all the resources that are there, we're just beginning to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all aligns. So as I'm dropping off flyers, I'm passing my old high school, driving by my grandmother's house or where I went to elementary school, I had to go to a church to drop off flyers in the neighborhood. The pastor's office is in my old kindergarten room. And a guy that I've known since I was four and five years old is his head deacon sitting in the kindergarten room talking to him. So I literally walk in like, y'all about to make me cry. <laughs> wow, could this Miss Bruner's room? Absolutely. He's like, you know, Levy, yeah, we was in this room together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they even got the train set, the books and everything is still. So they took over the old school and they said when they moved in, everything was exactly where it was. So that was my kindergarten school, where I went to kindergarten, where I went to fourth grade. Uh, before my dad died, that was the only place he has ever seen me get an award or do anything positive in school other than baseball. Um, and that day for fourth grade, I kicked butt. I got like 16 different awards almost in every subject. Got the principal's award. Until to this day, where dare come Miranda, that's the only word thing you beat me in is that spelling bee. Uh, <laughs> and that, <laughs> it was good. Ian grew up on the same street that I grew up on. So we riding around the community and shake. He's like, this look, looks look familiar. And literally come by, he's like, this is where Steak and G's was. Make a left right here. That's my old house. Hey, dude, this is the street I grew up on. Like, literally, I lived on that street when I was 6, 16, and 26. So, I mean, it was just a lot of synergy that we in a good spot. So, the events continue. Um, they just had a community health hub pop up uh, Monday, which was yesterday, at Parkwood drive through in the Glenville neighborhood at Superior. So, they had a journalist come out. Uh, national journalist is coming to the neighborhood to do a story on everything that's going on. We're working on the baseball clinic. We got some more stuff coming up. So it grows. It continues. It was awesome. How much, um, 
press, Cleveland City Press was out there while y'all were doing that event? Uh, every news channel. We got uh, live on WKYC Channel 3, Channel 5, Channel 8, Channel 20, Calling Post newspaper, which is one of the local African-American ones. Uh, we even made the front page of what is now Cleveland.com. Mm -hmm. uh, but they got a nice picture of me putting the ball on the tee for the kids during the during the um, the baseball game after the clinic. Um, so it's starting to build. Um, and as more things happen, as more things go, uh, radio announcements are going on now for all of the things that are going on health-wise. So mm -hmm. August is going to be breastfeeding month. Last mm -hmm. month, they were focusing on biking as a way to get around. So there's a lot of things that are going on in terms of just safe routes for bikes and for schools and for everything in Cleveland. So just highlighting all the stuff that's happening. I'm glad to hear that, man. Um, it's two things that I take out of that. The first thing is the exposure, because I think that's one thing that we don't get enough of. You know, Cleveland, you know, has always been known for, you know, the – you know, like maybe the 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 lack of infrastructure in the communities, the gang violence and stuff that goes on there, just the struggles that the city has seen in all of its different wars and such. And here you have such a positive event, such a great turnout for it to be the first event in a small subsection of the city because it was in Warrensville, right? Uh, Warrensville, Parma, and Huff. Those are the three neighborhoods. So Huff, Those are the three. Yeah. Right, and so for that to get the publicity it got and you're not there anymore and they're still continuing to, you know, run with the baton in hand, you know, it's passed mm -hmm. on perfectly. I, I'm pretty sure you got oversight in this manner, mm -hmm. but those are the types of things, man, that we really got to be um, adamant about showcasing. Um, you know, you started the event, you, you, you kicked it off and everything, but we got to make sure that the, the world, the city, the state knows that, hey, yeah, in Cleveland, there's more that happens here and there's more positivity here than we might necessarily get credit for. And even through the challenges that the city has, we got a guy who was born and raised here, you know what I'm saying, has his heart in the city, uh, and he's doing that work to bring the city out of whatever its challenges are. I was at an event yesterday that the CEO of Baltimore City Schools was speaking at. Uh, Dr. Santalisi, Sonia Santalisi, and even in Baltimore, and I don't live in Baltimore. I live in Anne Arundel County, 30 minutes south, so I only get what I see on the news, what I hear in the newspaper. But this woman who was, I think she may have been CEO or superintendent of something from 2010 to 2013, left, and then now she came back in 2016, has a lot of positive programs set up um, for the school district. They have mm -hmm. things like Be More in the city where they take the kids out into the city and, you know, help them learn more about the history and culture that Baltimore has outside of the things that we hear on, you know, the news and, you know, everybody knows the wire and stuff like that. But she takes it beyond that and some of the industrial fac facets, the historical achievements and things that go on in Baltimore. They have a, a she called it, CTE program mm -hmm. where they're getting bigger on the um, it's career and technical education. Yeah. They're completely revamping that thing. Um, I actually had a, I had a conversation with her about mm -hmm. that to um, make sure that there's a financial literacy component uh, mm -hmm. to it. Um, they're expanding advanced learning classes and everything all throughout the city. And they have identified the areas of, in the city that need this um, help. And so they, she put it up on a chart. You got your reds, your yellows, and your greens and everything. 
mm-hmm. and a lot of those programs and stuff are situated in the in the red areas where they need it most and the funding that she's getting is it seems like it's being properly allocated but for someone who has I have access to this event but I don't necessarily see this stuff in the Baltimore Sun um you know I think there was a Baltimore Sun article that tried to paint a negative light mm-hmm. around the uh the way the CTE program was run at that particular time because I don't think it was being as effective as it was but my point in all that is saying that you know there's a lot of great things going on in some of our urban communities and mm-hmm. I think we have to continuously do better about being in the know of what these things are and when it is happening trying to publicize and put it out there so people don't have um, you know these negative perceptions aren't fed this propaganda um, and, and just kind of have to live with that when you, I'm listening to you saying this, but and I totally agree with you. But one of the things we got to understand is that when you have situations like this, whether the press pick might in the, the community cup event up or not, we have to understand that we got a power more broader today than what the local news does, right? If you talk about our, our social media connections, the the just publicity you can get just by videos from pictures from other content you put out there and then other people that's why when i when i used to didn't understand how important it is to create hashtags i never really understood that until i started talking to people in that field and understanding what it does and how it documents things and how it keeps things tracked you can track things over time and and people can look up things and get the full gamut of from start to finish a timeline of events like i never really understood that until somebody broke it down for me and i consider myself a pretty decent in the social media world, but there's little intricacies that we don't really think about when you're doing an event. Like our reach is more powerful from our interpersonal circles to their circles and everybody's circles overlap. Like that, um, the whole thing used to be, what is it called? Six degrees of separation. I think by social media and all the technology, that's even shrunk. We might be down to like four or five by now. Um, don't quote me on that because I ain't been proving it, but <laughs> I, I guarantee it's gonna come up in the future. Um, but when you start doing things like that, like we have the power to make these events and make the good known because that CT program, like you said, at that whatever happened, the negative picture, we need everybody who had a positive experience to combat that and, and talk about it and put up the good publicity. So that's one of the things we need to, as a as a people, as a when I say a people, I'm talking about human people, right? Because no matter what community you're in, there's always some negative going on, or the agenda for this for the school system is bad. The agenda for the courts are bad. The agenda for the against the police, police community relations are bad. But what Mike did with the cup right there, he didn't rely just on the news stations and the media to pick it up. Only they were pushing that through social media and tagging other people and having them promote it too. So by the time the social media, the regular media got hold, mainstream media got hold of it, they were ready to run with it because they already saw the impact it was having and how people were talking about it. So kudos to you guys for doing that. I know you, Juan, Didi, had, had been putting feelers out there for months, for, for like probably the last year or so, just mm-hmm. like grinding, going, I don't I can't count how many times you say, I'm headed to Cleveland. I'm headed to Cleveland. <laughs> I got a meeting in Cleveland. I'm going for two days. I'll be back. It's like almost every other week, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it was. But, so. Grinding and paid off. Yeah, the crazy part is I was there May 19th to the 23rd, came back, went back <clears> 2nd to the 3rd, came back and went back June 7th to the 15th. Um, to got to a point where like literally like one weekend, I was like, all right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. 
it was like, what, what? Like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. Like, I'm standing in a hotel. I'm feeling like I live here. And then back so much. And people now ask, like, do you you sure you, you don't live here? Absolutely positive. I'm positive. I've been sleeping on the couch for the last week and a half. Um, but I think that's been the biggest buy-in just internally is the understanding, like, to people to say, let me celebrate what we're doing. Like, you keep doing what you're doing. I already know what you're doing. You know that I know the lane that you fit in, but I also understand that there are gaps between your lane and the person that's next to you and the dollars that are coming. We're all asking the same people. So it's a whole lot of people from the outside that once they find out all the stuff that we got, they'll support it and they're supporting it with the resources. It's about getting us on the ground and support each other. Um, and that's been something that I think just was a blessing given to me in terms of my previous position is that that's how we were able to grow those initiatives that we had in community before was people need to realize it's not about what you do in your little neighborhood, but together all of us form a county, we form in Northeast Ohio. And from there, you can get money from anywhere in the world because everybody's trying to fund. So let's not fight over the same 50 kids right. until all the youth in our community are involved in something. And it's just continuing that work. So um, a lot That's of good, good people are doing good stuff. Um, and I'm excited to see what's coming for the future. So kind of like you said, as the word started to spread, it kind of got to a point where by the time I was handing out things, people would just say, oh, cool, more, um, which was a real good response other than, uh, I don't even know, I have never seen this before, but they had already seen stuff. They had already exhausted everything that they had in terms of just the advertisement. Um, it was just a matter of praying that it don't rain and all your prayers went that God didn't have it rain for 14 minutes, but at the 15th minute, skies opened up and plan B, ladies and gentlemen, plan B. <laughs> there you go. Plan That's B. Good stuff, man. Absolutely. And the other thing that um, I think is, is really important is how you, you made this opportunity for yourself, man. Um, you trusted yourself throughout all of the no's. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, dog. Like, you trusted yourself. You made, you willed this thing into existence. And I feel like that was a central theme over the last couple of weeks because even, um, like, paralleling it to, you know, a, a side story of, you know, myself and my group with Beyond Extracts and Siphon, how... Monday, you know, we just turned in our uh, medical cannabis application and literally it was willed into existence. Like, and I'm talking about the last minute, the last second of the last minute was when we made it into the room mm -hmm. to actually be able to upload, you know, uh, our, our application package and everything. And it was, it's a lot that goes into that. And there's so many different variables and things that you have to consider but at, at the end of the day you know failure is not an option we mm. got to do it and we're going to make it happen and you made it happen and so many things now are on the table because people have seen it they ain't yeah. hearing about you know the community cup if everybody donate a dollar we got a million dollars we feeding the masses you know what i'm saying everybody mm. take care of we can put computers in this school and we can build a community center over here nah we raised I don't know a few a few thousand dollars, uh, a thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars. Got the right infrastructure set up between the libraries. Had mm -hmm. the right infrastructure between uh, Lifeline and our other health coordinated events, 
and put some stuff on for the community and had a great time. Yep. And now the same people that were at the table is like, wow, yeah, I can see it. It's tangible. You yep. didn't wait, you know what I'm saying, until they kind of believed in it, which may or may not have ever happened. Mm-hmm. You believed in it enough to go out there and get it. And so to the listener, you know what I'm saying, like that's that's what I think was most impressive um, when Mike told me how the weekend went is just all of the things that he received on the back end um, and now all of the new doors and new opportunities that are on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. Like, in parts where I was happy, other parts I cried. Uh, he would tell you, like, I think starting Tuesday, stuff was going on with my neck where I could barely move. But, you know what I mean? It was like, all right, get up, stretch, do what you got to do to get there because it was more about the community needs it, and I know the community needs it. Um, it's still somewhat of a, a I.O. because it was unfinished business because of how we left so abruptly. Um, not mm-hmm. that it was a fault or anything, but you kind of have a vision of once you start this pick career path, this is where I want to see my community end up. And mm-hmm. to have to go from a, like, I have no contact or continuation with that pathway you needed to create another one because ultimately that's my life mission Mm -hmm. Uh, which i can't say is mine but i realized just from the ease of doing it not to be taken lightly because it's humility and everything that goes into it but there were way too many things that came about when they were supposed to for me to go against anything knowing that it wasn't given to me by whatever energy spirit higher power being because half the stuff, ain't no way I could have come up with it at that time. So my cousin Eric and Madworks came back at the right time. They sent the video crew. Um, so it's a movie coming out of the whole everything from the time I get in the car to leave. You're going to be famous. Time I come back <laughs> home. I mean, we're going to be famous, ladies and gentlemen. I told y'all. <laughs> that was the, that's the hashtag time. for the video right there. You're going to be famous. famous. And y'all thought I was playing. But I'm serious. I mean, it was... Everything lined up to be what you needed, where you needed. Um, and I'm going to go back to the statement that Carol made last, last week when I was sharing my debrief about um, the mission trip to Alaska. Mm-hmm. This is possible because you know who you are. You know, you, you, you believe right, na- right now what you found, what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Without understanding that, none of this would have, would have went through. I believe none of this would have went through because when you want to hit those walls, hit those obstacles, a lot of people would have stopped or put the brakes on like, okay, well, let's pull back. Let's no, you push forward because you knew what you wanted it to see. You're comfortable in who you were and what you could get done. And you surround yourself with the people that help support that mission and vision. And you push through to see it fulfilled for your community, where you were raised, where you grew up, in turn to give back to the kids that are there now and the community at a large, at a, as a whole is there now. Yeah. So without that understanding who you are and knowing yourself first, that would not have taken place, I personally yeah. believe. Yeah. And, the, and the part to even to that is that it was constant reminders of who I, who I am because I saw where I came from. So, like, literally, I walked into the high school recreation center, and Miss Dean, you are the beast. This lady was my instructor when I was at Safety Town, ladies and gentlemen. That's five years old, and she's standing behind the receptionist desk. I tell the guy in the movie, hey, this is the lady that gave me my first whooping outside of my mind. Her response was, that's because you deserved it. 
Whether she knew who you were or not, she knew you deserved right. it. <laughs> right. I knew it was 42 years ago. You was on the bus. You was playing around. I popped you on the butt and told you, I'm going to tell your mama when she come pick you up. Yeah, you tell her. And she told her, and I got another whooping. That's when you realized that's how it was. But she was there. I mean, it was like, you know, well, y'all can't go in this part of the building. She was like, no, he can go wherever he wants in this building. Like, well, can we take it in front of the trophy? Uh, absolutely. And as I'm going, like, I see guys I went to school with. Like, it was this constant reminder of you are you are from here. Even one of the teachers is like, why did you do this? I'm like, this is home. She's like, I'm glad that you feel that way. And it's a lot of us that have gone away, even not Cleveland. But a lot of people just in general go away. You take whatever skills and education you have. And the best way you can, you come back and you rebuild home. Every culture does that. Everyone. No apologies at all. They invest all of their money back at home. So as much as I can, try and bring all the resources from everybody and everything that I know back home. So it's just the beginning. It's about to get lovely. It's about to get litty, man. I can't wait, dog. I can't tell you how proud I am, man, to see you in this position. Um, I think uh, I know you guys did hella great work out there in Cleveland, and I know it's only a, it's only the tip of the iceberg, man. It really is, especially with the footprint that you're going to have on that city and in surrounding cities because the Community yeah. Cup is not just going to be local. It's yep. not just going to be in Cleveland. We're going to grow it. So we ended up getting invited to the Jarvis Landry Celebrity Game on Saturday. That's when I realized, you know what? It's time to go home. This <laughs> <laughs> is about to get out of control. He had to get back to that bong, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You see it's still on top of the refrigerator, though. We got water. Oh, water. You need it. You need water. You need to get you some turmeric and ginger and some cinnamon. No, and you can tell, e, I went through a gallon of water every day. I had eight bottles of eight gallons of water in the fridge. By the time we left, I had one. So, took right. care of me. Uh, e, the one that only had the hot sauce and the slimings. I didn't. My my hot sauce didn't make it. <laughs> Shout out to Barry B. Fresh, man, down there spinning in Cleveland, man. He was uh, another one of the group that could make it down to Cleveland, man. Appreciate the support, brother. Absolutely. And we miss you, man. I know yeah, you're doing the editing and everything on the background, but you can show your face every once in a while. He's going to do a pop-up in a video that's going to show his face and just zoom in on that. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. Hey, uh, before we get up out of here, um, you know, I just realized in Maryland that it's like officially summer. Uh, you know, my daughter got a report card. In the, uh, summer vacation, I should say. They out of school for real. I think the last school let out last Thursday or so. Um, but now we in that, you know, we got a bridge uh, to build between the fourth and fifth grade. So um, I know everybody should be out of school by now, BJ, but I want to talk to you, man, um, if you can give us some insight on maintaining a balance so that the kid enjoys the summer but doesn't go into the next school year at ground zero. Right. So it's, it's a delicate balance because um, even I, I posted something earlier this week. The end of last week, sorry. It's, it's the beginning of this week already. In the last week, um, my own kids. I mentioned before one of the podcasts that I bought um, some books that they needed to read over the summer. Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers. They six got that for, for teenagers? Yeah. Wow. Um, six most important things. Six most important decisions you ever make. 
and rich kid, smart kid. Um, so I put them out on the table. The kids each picked their own. Um, well, they had some tussling back and forth, but they ended up with one in front of them. And then they, uh, so what I do is, I, I, and I'm not saying this is not everybody, this is work for me in my household right now. So each of them have their book. They're not to sit down and just read cover to cover. They read a section or a chapter at a time. And then I gave them a notebook and a, a outline that I want them to reflect from the, each section. And we're gonna go section by section after a couple of days, I'll pick it up and just go over each one with them individually. That's where it's for me, but the idea is just to get their brain thinking. Because all year, like I said, my kids did great. Um, they performed like they should. They took responsibility if they didn't perform, um, of, of reflecting on why they didn't and kind of reset their goals and what they wanted to do. Um, but I also think kids are overstressed with testing. Mm -hmm. um, so by the end of the year, they do, do need a break. So how to find that, that time um, of where I'm not on Fortnite for so many hours versus I'm not doing it, right? Because that's my battle. But then, then I had to step back and think, like, so I just need you guys to be engaged in something that's, that's extending your knowledge or adding to your knowledge every day. Whether that's reading one chapter, whether that's sitting down and have a conversation about the news report we just read, well, that's us as a, as a group sitting down and watching Jeopardy that night or Wheel of Fortune that night and just getting get a little bit more knowledge in this somehow, some way. So think outside the box. Don't think that the, what I'm doing for reading, is, again, works for me and my household. That might not work for everybody. But it may be, maybe they're going to camp this summer and you got a 20-minute drive in the morning. Maybe that 20 minutes is talking about the latest, pull up, having them pull up the latest um, news from the day before and having a quick conversation about what's going on in the world. There's a lot of things going on right now that I wasn't even aware of because when I was unplugged, and I tell you, when I, when I was in Alaska, it was like I was unplugged from the world. I came back, I had no idea of all the things that happened in Sudan. Um, like I heard bits and pieces of Sudan here, Sudan, but I didn't know the details of it, right? Um, everything's happening in Iran, everything's happening here in the US. This is like, we could be on the brink of something major in the world in the upcoming days and weeks, right? But just having conversations about what's going on and just keeping them engaged and thinking about stuff, thinking about the world. It doesn't have to be, I have to read more just to improve my comprehension. I need to understand who we are, what's going on in the world and have talk to people about it. Mm -hmm. So if they do that, they do that, I'm okay with them. Now I may not sit on the computer all day, but I'm okay with them being on for a while and, and just unplugging and playing the games because they worked their butts off during school year and didn't have that opportunity during that time. And everybody has their thing, but you got to find what works for you and your kid, what motivates them, what demotivates them. Once you do that, um, I think you're going to have a good summer. Um, and, and kids enjoy it, like, for real, because it's going to come quick that you're going to be right back in those school walls, in the in halls. Exactly. That is about, about two months now. I'm trying to go yeah. get these uniforms now while they uh, cheap and they got them in stock. Exactly. <laughs> We out of uniforms, ladies and gents. No uniforms hurt. They got me last year. They ain't getting me this year. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, a, oh, I'm looking for middle school because they can wear jeans every day. They just got to get tops. So my oh, daughter's man. happy she can wear jeans. <laughs> uh, the boys don't <laughs> we sneak them in, man. Shoot, we get them like some, some khaki. We get near some khaki colored jeans or some dark, dark blue jeans. Yeah. They, ain't, they ain't tripping. What they going to do? Send them home? We had the high school. They yeah, ain't wear whatever they want to wear. It is. That's my mind. Like, you oh. gonna send it home for a pair of pants in high school? Like, yeah, I'll come up and talk to you, principal in the office. We'll handle that real quick. Don't worry really? about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole different dress code here. Like yeah. it's to a point where it's like, you know what? Just, just put a shirt around it. Just sh show up. 
are you there? And it, I mean, not revealing at, uh, for, for girls and, and not just super crazy pants down below your butt for the boys and stuff. But other than that, show up and let's work with what we got. Yeah, they don't, the boys don't wear the saggy pants, but I've heard some of the stories about the young ladies. So that's a whole different podcast because uh, Michael's on his way to high school. So, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to get in there. That man's got some adolescent stuff he's about to be going through. That man's about to be 6'2. <laughs> and he's swinging that. I mean, not he's swinging the bat. I mean, he can hit though, right? Yeah, the dude got glasses. He, can see he got he got glasses. He can see, dude. He he had a nice game against some fifteen year olds. So yeah, man. 15. Uh, he pitched well enough to win, and they lost ten nothing. Just that's got to be crushing, man. I couldn't. So the part that he got kudos for for his maturity is that he did not pout one time. He took that 10 0 loss like he had pitched him a no hitter. So that was props. But at him. some point, man, like for real, he got to get, I, I don't know. For me, at some point, he got to get to knowing how it feels to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. that drives them as a team. Like collectively, they have gone from 19 ones, 18 zeros down 20 to three to come back to win 22 nothing to lose it because of time to now is eight zero six one i mean they were one so they progress yeah it was one zero against the team to end up finishing in the playoffs like literally some 10th graders these are kids that are eighth and seventh grade that are playing against 10th graders at eight wow. o'clock in the morning on a saturday and it's one nothing going into the fifth so I'm oh, so playing good baseball. They just yeah. one they, ground ball. Somebody miss it. You put your head down. Next thing you know, it's six one. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's gotten better to watch just as parents, and you see them developing. But you also see the separation from middle school to high school. Mm-hmm. Same way you saw it from like as they grow up. Or some kids seem like you know what, I'm good. No more getting up at five thirty to be at an eight o'clock game that's an hour or fifteen minutes away. I, I ain't doing this no more. I wanna watch cartoons and go kick it with my friends and go to the pool on Saturdays. It's gonna separate the men from the boys. Hey, Absolutely. That and the cost. I mean you figure he's had a tournament every weekend since Memorial weekend and they got one this weekend, so that's six weekends in a row. They done played twenty games in the last month. When they coming to Maryland? Uh, next year, possibly. Either next year or the year after. High school teams travel. So they definitely got Georgia. They may do Georgia, Maryland, and some other stuff. Skip Maryland to go to Georgia. They don't play no baseball in, in Georgia. It's supposed to be where the college and the pros go. They go yeah. where, where the folks are showing up that's offering the scholarships. Yeah. Yeah, this, they, uh, one of the, I forgot which team your coach was talking about. They knew a kid was going to Yale. They decided not to pick him in the draft, but they said he would get a better education with a scholarship at Yale than anything they could offer with where they were going to pick him in the draft. They're going to wait till he gets out of Yale to draft him. Wow. Right. That's dope. Good to hear they're, they're thinking about this stuff, though. Right. And like they told the whole, the whole culture has changed. Yeah, like, we want to pick you here, but we're not because you have a scholarship at Yale. Go get your education, son. Play baseball, get better. You got a free ride, free education. We'll get you after. If only the NFL thought that way. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing on up. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you get with us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. 
uh, catch the videos on Vimeo and YouTube, and then follow us on all social media platforms at 13th Floor, please. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're talking about yet, though. Actually, I did have a question. BJ, did you um you finish watching uh, the, the show with your kids? With no, we, got, we got two more to go. We got, got busy this weekend and couldn't finish it, but we should be done this week. I got some questions, man. If them young men don't mind coming on, I'd like to ask them what they thought. So we'll see if we can't make that happen. We'll talk to BJ and get his uh, get his take on it. But next week, we got a fully loaded show for you. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we're going to make it happen. Mike D, we appreciate you joining us, man. We're going to try and get you back next week, too. We're working on headphones, too. <laughs> hey, I told you them joints is going to work, though, right? Yeah, we, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> you had to restart the computer. That was the technical difficulty. I think the error was between the computer screen and the chair. It's possible. <laughs> Absolutely. We out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening. Here with us on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. The 13th floor. The 13th floor. floor.